Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your Master of Fun and Wonder, your Viceroy of Verisimilitude, and this week and for the next nine weeks after, your Sultan of Star Trek, Robert Meyer <laughs> Burnett, and this is issue 21 Woo! of the Weekly Hero. But you know what? You guys don't come to see me. You <laughs> me don't. Too. As much as I want you to, you don't. You come to see the Enchantress of Effervescence, mm -hmm. She of a Thousand Voices, the girl that everybody wants to know, but only I do. Oh. I guess her husband knows, too. Whoa. Chris Carr. <laughs> it took a turn. <laughs> Biblically, only Logan knows me. Only yeah. Logan. No one else. That's what your mom said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Well, here we are, Chris. Uh, you know what 21 means? Drinking. It means this show's old enough to drink. Yeah. A buddy. shot to you for surviving Cheers. to survive on YouTube for 21 weeks. Yeah. Here's to Ray. Here's to Taylor Gonzalez. Here's to the count. Who's here for real? One, two, three. Let's do a shot. Oh shit! Ah. Blah. What is Next this again? Next shots in the glass. Southern oh. Comfort. I'm, I'm doing a little tequila on I'm this not Friday. By the way, we have something else to celebrate. Taylor Gonzalez's YouTube channel, Fifty Shades of Tay, oh my has God. reached a thousand views. Yeah, a thousand subscribers. How do you feel about that, Taylor? <clears throat> One thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel, Fifty Shades of Tay. You can see it at the bottom of your screen. Five zero Shades of Tay with three Y's. Thank you guys so much. You guys made my Ant Man Quantumania Taylor's take. That's what I call my reviews. My most watched video on my channel. That is insane. Uh, I also this week. <clears throat> Attended, oh, that's Southern Comfort. <laughs> Attended a special screening of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, where I interviewed the composer. I have my Taylor's take on that. And I also have, it's about 30 minutes, the Q&A panel that took place after the film. So thank you so much, everybody, for subscribing. I really appreciate it. And ooh, here's to 2000. Yeah, right around the corner. And thanks to John Campia for finding Taylor and bringing him uh, on the show. Absolutely. Aww. Fantastic. What a find. What a catch. Thank well, you. you. know, what a dream uh, you know what else is a catch? Yeah. Multiple Mandalorians. Yes. Many Mandalorians. Many Mandos. More than just one. Yeah. And we saw many Mandalorians this week, didn't we? We did. We got that lovely refresher video that the Star Wars folks dropped, taking us back through how everything begun. But a tiny little sliver of footage at the end showing us what's to come in season three. Now, now, you know, I've been told that we're going to see a lot more of Bo-Katan this season. Yes. Uh, what is your level of anticipation for Mando? season three i freaking love this show dude i love it so much i think it's so wonderful this is probably one of my favorite star wars properties um i really really enjoy this i love grogu i love Jin. i love all of them and bo katan too is such a cool character you know we've gotten a lot of her in the animated universe and i'm so excited to see her in live action and to really take you know center stage in this season by the way this so is much. a badass poster it's so good look at all that beskar come on I feel good about this because I have every one of those hot toys and I can recreate this. Poster. That's perfect. That means, I what mean, a solid investment you made. I know that heavy Mando. Have you seen what it's going for? You know, they're going to re-release it, but oh, hey, for a while I can just gloat. Exactly. But like, I'm really sure Bo-Katan too, all the dark saber stuff is really going to take center stage. We know we're going to Mandalore again. We know we're going to get more of that lore. We're going to see different types of Mandalorians too, since, you know, she was talking about how she's not one of the extremists. Like, right. uh, like Jin is so like I think it's going to be a really really cool thing and I'm excited to see too how Grogu is and where he's at in his journey since you know he's given up that Jedi life he's yeah you papa. know I, I I like that I mean it, the liberator of Mandalore might very well be Grogu that'd be dope I mean it would be dope I you just know? feel like there's a I I have a bad feeling about this because 
We never hear of Grogu in any of the extended universe stuff or anything that's come after. And that makes me real nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, maybe he goes into hiding. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he goes back to Dagobah. And that's just like a place where he likes to chill, too. That could very well be. I don't know. Listen, I, I've heard you have a thing for big guns, big weapons. Yeah. I'm a straight shooter. You're a straight shooter. Yeah. Well, you know who's got a new big gun or a new big weapon out? <laughs> the Halo series. The Halo series. Yeah. Introducing a new fantastically large weapon or a weapon of mass destruction or just a weapon that's powerful. I don't know. It's a banished it's double barrel shotgun that has a gravity hammer attached to it. Uh -huh. Ready oh, to yeah. enforce death. Ray, you're the Halo fan. Yeah. Do you know anything about this big weapon, this absurdly large oh, weapon? Ray, it's so dark on I, you. I, I think I'm so I am so dark. <laughs> just 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 put a black screen over me, it'll be the same thing. The shotgun is my number one weapon in any shooting uh first person shooter. That's like my first goal. They don't have gun. the distance you need. I like the close quarters. I like running into someone and just like popping them in the chest. Do you scream just, Leroy yeah. Jenkins when you do it? <laughs> and then the gravity hammer was like the energy sword. It's, if you get that weapon in a in a match, it's pretty much everyone's done for around you. That thing slams on the ground and just takes out everybody. If that if it is what they say it is, is it confirmed that it that's what it is? It's going to be so a shotgun. It's rumored. It's a leak that was put on Reddit. Um, we were alerted to it by Rebs Gaming, um, and they're saying it's confirmed. I just don't want to say it's confirmed. I want to make sure that that's actually in the game. Well, I like Reddit because everything that's ever published there is 100% accurate. It's always accurate. Yeah. absolutely factual. <laughs> the, the, the interesting part is the attachment at the end. It could also mean that there's a spread of shotgun bullets, which would be crazy. Like to have more than one shotgun pellet come out of wow. a shotgun. Mm -hmm. That means the spray would obviously take out multiple people. I don't know, Taylor. Do you the gravity Polo. hammer? Yeah, a big I, gun is always about the spray. Lord. Oh my gosh! I I love Halo. I used to play yeah. Halo twenty four seven. Actually, when Halo two came out, I uh, I ditched class <laughs> and I stayed up the whole night yeah, <laughs> playing Halo with my two friend. Is the best game ever. Oh my god, Halo two is fucking lit. Yeah. I I love that game. Uh, yeah. I I loved playing Infected. You know the Infected mode, and then uh, you had like the big energy sword. And you would go around, and if you got them, it was like zombies, kind of. But in I Halo. only played SWAT. That oh was man, I I think this gun looks awesome. If if it's confirmed, oh. uh, which I'm not going to be the one to say, Ray. Okay, Taylor, Taylor, wait, wait, Taylor. Wait, 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 hold on. I would on. like to interrupt. Enough talking about a big gun. Okay, uh -huh. let me get back to Chris here. Chris, now how do you feel about this kind of a, a weapon? I mean, I know we don't have it confirmed, <laughs> oh but are you a Halo player? I'm not a Halo player. You're actually. not. You just wear no. the Halo all the time. I just yeah. Oh wow. I'm just a little wow. Angel. Look at you bringing it back making all these dick jokes and i'm still in love with you god damn it <laughs> what, what are you talking about I was talking about the big gun and yeah, its spray of course, of course you were everything was harmless that's what this topic is about um hold on hold yes, on Ray. we have to find out for real brothers from different mothers uh-huh what was the best level or or stage in halo 2 to play oh like multiplayer yeah oh man i don't remember the names of them it's been so Midship. long do you remember that one? Uh, it sounds familiar, but... Well, it's, it's just a circle, and it was like the alien. It was all purple, and they oh, have shit. that... Oh, shit, yes, yes. Okay, guys. Enough of this okay, go, go. mid... Another, a Halo player. We'll, we'll do I'm a sorry, Halo I'm sorry. show <laughs> no, soon enough. Perfect. Chris. Yes. You know what else we heard about this week? <laughs> yeah. Uh, two great franchises that taste great together, Come apparently. Together. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are taking on Street Fighter. 
I'm actually really genuinely excited about yeah. this. I mean, come on, does Raul really Julia loved. come back and Oh, if only. I know, right? If only. I hope the likeness is used. I mean, this is allowed. a comic series, so I don't know how I mean that's, that's pretty great. cool. <laughs> like I I but this is not a game. It's not it's not it's not toys. It's an actual, it's an actual comic series. series from IDW. Mm -hmm. I like IDW. They yeah. publish Star Trek comics. Uh and look at this cover. I mean, this is a this is a cover. There's been many Many a cover of comics, whether it's the Avengers versus the X-Men or the Justice League versus Avengers. I love that cover. Look at these characters. Look I mean, hey, guys. hey, hey, hubba hubba, right? I love this. Well, and Geeky Tyrant has this quote, too. In the series, arriving in Atlantic City to compete in a prestigious fighting tournament, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles quickly run afoul of the world-famous Street Fighter crew and their legendary psycho-powered fighting forms. Both eager to show off their moves and prove their mettle in combat, the two teams instantly clash, sparking a crackling rivalry that could only be resolved with fists and steel and maybe a hurricane kick or two. I mean... I'm in. I love that kind of stuff. Okay, but now let me ask you. I mean, I know this is a comic miniseries. Wouldn't you yeah. rather see this as a video game? I mean, honestly, yeah. Because I loved playing both of these at the arcade. Right. Like, that was so, so fun to do. But I I'm mean, still going to have my hot little hands on this. It's Come pretty on. cool. I have to say, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like this idea, but I can't help the fact that, you know, I recently moved both my PlayStation 5 and my Xbox X into our media room. Mm. So I've been enjoying uh, playing on this new screen. And to be honest, uh, I hate to say it, I keep playing Hot Wheels Unleashed, which I don't know <laughs> if I should you know, admit to. I but love that for you. I love, love racing games. Great game, Rob. Yeah. Where Where is the PlayStation? Where's SSX for PlayStation 5? Ooh. Does anyone know? I we, love that game. We I love finally have our PS5. Oh, you do? Yeah. And what are you playing on it? We've just been doing Final Fantasy. Um, that's kind of been it. It's really you guys to continue Stray. No, we need to go get it. I, I love came home Stray. from us playing that. It was like we have to download it right now. Yeah, I need to get that. Annapurna Games. Who would have thought? Yeah, I, I love this game. Even though you have to purchase, I hate that in-game purchases, but still, mm. really fun game. Really fun tracks. I really love this game. It's a fun one. Uh, and I like Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Uh, but those are old games I bought in anticipation of getting my PlayStation 5 two years ago during the pandemic. Thanks to a viewer. You know who you are. Smart. Uh, anyway, you know what else? Well, I'll tell you what else. You know what we heard? What we hear? We heard that Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. <clears throat> Twilight boy. <laughs> uh, we don't call him that anymore. But he's rumored to appear in the Penguin series, which I didn't know if it was going forward with the new James Gunn yeah. administration. It is. And Robert Pattinson is going to be playing. We don't know if he's going to be if he's going to go the full Batman. Probably Bruce Wayne. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he will go full Batman. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously him and and Penguin now have a relationship. They've spoken. <clears throat> um, and I'm just happy this show's continuing on. I loved Colin Farrell as the Penguin. He was great. Oh, he was fantastic. And you know, with uh, the Oscar noms about or for Banshees of Inisherin. It could be a Colin Farrell year this year. I think so. Where he's, he's going to be really roaming the streets moment. of Metropolis. I mean, Metropolis, Gotham. <laughs> he could go to Metropolis. He, he could, could take to... the, the business out that way. Why not Why not take over the underworld of, of Metropolis? There's no Superman right yeah. now, so you can do whatever you want, Metropolis. Right? Well, and what comicbook.com was saying is that the Penguin series is still dealing with Gotham underwater, so it feels like it's going to be more of that kind of <clears throat> no man's land story right. of just the different crime syndicates really holding their power and trying to take control of Gotham and everything. Um, and Colin and that Farrell new mayor. is really excited. Oh, yeah, we've got our new young mayor, too. New young mayor. 
who's going to be a thorn in their side. Can and you it, believe that's Colin Farrell? I think it's so incredible. The makeup's so good. It's so wonderful. And it really, it just makes sense to me, though, for Robert Pattinson to appear. I mean, obviously, Batman is a very iconic, integral member of the DCU. And to have him in this show, even just appearing as Bruce, just having his presence still be in this world, I think is very important. And I think <clears> having <throat> him actually show up would do a lot more than merely seeing a bat signal every now and then. You know. Well, what I, mean? I agree. I mean, Bruce Wayne too is a you know he's come sort of out of hiding. He's no longer the mysterious figure he was to Gothamites. Yeah. He's coming out taking more of a more of a I, I think a center because you know Batman needs Bruce. Yes. To move out, and although Batman wasn't, uh, he 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 goes everywhere now. He goes to police investigations. He walks, you know, if there's a room full of 100 cops, Batman rock, walks in, doesn't yeah. care. But you need that philanthropic playboy Bruce. Yes. Who is a figurehead, who is the mask for Batman, and who also is is truly trying to do some good for Gotham in a very, very different way by using his fortune and everything. I agree. So we're both excited about oh, we're this. We're very excited about it. Colin Farrell says he read the first script alone and thought, oh, geez, it's lovely. It's well written. He was very excited about it. So it's going to be a good one. Wow, who knew you could do an Irish brogue? I try sometimes. Logan's so much better. He's, he's the dialect coach. He does much better on those things. Well, you know, usually you and I are on the opposite sides of issues a lot of the time. A lot of times we are. We are, kind of. Yeah. Um, but this time I think we're, we're – I'm an X-Men fan. Yeah. I'm a big X-Men fan. And we have a new X-Men comic. We do, and we are very excited to tell you about it. We are going to, right after we hear from Manscaped and the folks at BetterHelp, Hey guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, Manscaped. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code Campia for 20% off and free shipping. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. You also get the beard shampoo and conditioner. Because guys, you got to remember that all of your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair in your head. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath. You then cap it off with the beard balm that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three special gifts. A beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code CAMPIA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code CAMPIA. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Better Help. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you know you can. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you're feeling at your best, the challenges that life throws at you don't disappear, but you're more prepared to take on those challenges. Guys, you know I've been saying for a long time that we need to start prioritizing our mental health as much as we do our physical health. When we dedicate ourselves to going to the gym and looking after ourselves, we 
We see that as a great step forward for us physically. Well, it's time for us to start taking care of ourselves mentally as well. So if you're feeling it's time to give therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com campia today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash campia. And thanks to our sponsors, BetterHelp and Manscaped. Always a good thing to be Manscaped, kids. Anyway, our next issue is a new X-Men comic that is firmly set in the Jonathan Hickman set era of the X-Men. Now, for those of you who maybe haven't kept up, Jonathan Hickman started his, I think, triumphant run on X-Men and all of the fellow creators he had with Power of X and House of X. Mm -hmm. House of X and Power of X? Yeah. Or Power of Ten. Um, where he changed the the island the the island of Krakoa, which became a very sci-fi concept. Not that it already wasn't, but the living island of Krakoa that's bringing mutants back to life, creating immortals, changing the entire everything you knew about X Men was changed with that series. And since then, this Hickman uh, imagined run of X Men has continued. And I think it was I was frankly I was out. I read X-Men for 30 years. I was done mm -hmm. because it just was the same thing over and over again. And with Hickman's era beginning, it was crazy, weird, sci-fi, conceptual strangeness that I was so there for. And this new comic, Chris, what is this new oh comic? Oh, my gosh. This is Bishop War College, and it is fantastic, you guys. Okay, so this is Jay Holtham, who is doing the writing for it. You might know Jay from his work on things like Cloak and Dagger, from the Jessica Jones Netflix series, from the latest season of Handmaid's Tale, which I thought was phenomenal. So I was, he's a TV writer. He's typically been a TV writer, at least that's in my experience with Jay's work. Um, and this last season of Handmaid's Tale, I mean, I was ready to give up on that show, and he brought me back in. He really, really delivered. And so he has this wonderful new comic out. I actually got to go to a signing last week and have him sign my first issue because he's a friend of a friend. Um, they all used to go to this really great gym here in LA that unfortunately after the pandemic went the way of the dodo. It was this great place called Nerd Strong. And it was a whole bunch of like creatives and comic book writers and artists who just happened to all go to the same gym. Wow. And it was so cool. And everything was always kind of nerd themed. And so I think the first time I met Jay was at the uh, 4th of July Independence Day workout. And during like Bill Pullum's like a uh, uh, big speech about our Independence Day, you had to do all this extra stuff. And it was <laughs> awesome. It was so cool. Um, but anyway, this comic is so phenomenal. So we are on the island of Krakoa and Bishop is leading a whole bunch of young mutants in training series so that they can make sure that the island is well protected. And what's really cool about this is it's an all-black X-Men team, and it's exploring that dynamic, too, of what it means to be an X-Men, what it means to be a black person as well. You get a lot of that in there. And it's a really, really interesting, interesting comic. It's been really, really cool to just read this initial issue. I'm really excited to see more of it. I have to go pick up my next. And y'all know, I'm lazy. I don't do weeklies. Right. I'm really excited about getting more of these. We've got some Wakanda forever. Well, you just have to but... put it in your subscription pull box, you know. I know. Well, and now, too, I have to double check what the name of the store was. But this great shop I went to um, on Lankersham down in NoHo, I didn't wow. even know it was there. Oh, and was it, it Collector's was so Paradise? Yes, Collector's Paradise. 
anyways, that was it. They were so great. They were so nice. And I really want to do weekly pulls again. The art too is really, really fantastic. This is done by Sean Damian Hill. Everything is so great. Yeah. I mean, look at that. This is all so, so well done. And it is just a really nice look at kind of reinvigorating the X-Men. Because to your point, Rob, it has been a lot of the same, same kind of stuff. And I feel like changing up team dynamics, really looking at what you're fighting for, what it means to be on an island and isolated from others. If you want that isolation, if you are trying to protect others, if you don't want that isolation, I think there's a lot of cool stuff to explore. Obviously, this is the very first issue. But I think some really cool stuff is going to happen in here. And I just got excited about having a new comic to talk about with everybody. Well, that's good. And it's a new X-Men comic. I mean, they're, they're, to me, what I love about Star Trek, I also loved about, to me, the X-Men are for me what Star Trek is for me. Mm -hmm. So I love the X-Men. And uh, I was, like I said, I, I came back for the Hickman era and um, collecting those. I wish they'd do more omnibuses from that era. But maybe yeah. they're coming. I hope so. Maybe they're coming. You know what that brings us to? <gasps> Things I do have. Hot toys. Hot toys. And today, it's funny that you brought up this comic with an all-black X-Men team because I have a special character for you today, someone who truly belongs with us here at the studio. Hey, Rob, when you get a minute, when you're done reading your box of scripts, can you please take a moment and do a Hot toy segment with me? Well, Taylor, it just so happens that I have an action figure that truly belongs here with us amongst the clouds. That's right, from the Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary Hot Toys collection, the man himself, the administrator of this facility, Mr. Lando Calrissian. And boy, do I love this figure. I mean, as you can see, I mean, look at this cape. Uh, look at that. Look at how Hot Toys has duplicated that inner beauty of that cape. You've got period accurate, at least in terms of before or after the Battle of Yavin, right there, period accurate weapons. Uh, look at that, look at that face sculpt of Billy D. Williams himself. My God, does that look good. That chocolate love, man, I mean, come on. He's the best. I love Billy D. Williams. I love Lando Calrissian. Um, uh, what can I say? I love him in The Empire Strikes Back. I love this outfit. I love everything Hot Toys did here. I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. My God. And you know what? I can just hear his voice. How you doing, Chewbacca? <laughs> I mean, come on. He's the best. All I need is a Lobot. You know, they never made a Lobot. I always liked Lobot. But yeah, this is, this is one great figure. I know it's basic. It might not be as cool as an Iron Man figure. But you know what? This captures the essence of the man and the character. The man who owned the Millennium Falcon before Han Solo. You gotta love him. Man, the Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Hot Toys collection was great. Now they're leaning into, believe it or not, Attack of the Clones. They're going to be putting out some great stuff, including that Queen Amidala in that white sort of jumpsuit. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm looking forward to that. Hot Toys mm -hmm. continues to crush it. They just announced that they're making a new Batman 89, new Michael <gasps> Keaton. Shut up. Yes. The old ones was a little small. Oh. They made it like 10 years ago. They're doing a Batmobile. It's going to be great. No, I'm going to lose so much money because I, I know. want that. Well, you're not going to lose it. You're going to gain something else. Well, that's fair. You're going to get gain toy I'll joy. Toy Go joy. Find toy joy, everybody. Man. And you know what that brings us to? Our that viewers. brings us to what? Our viewers. Our viewers. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Our <laughs> <Okay>. good viewers. <laughs> our viewers who are here for our 21st birthday. 
Oh, or 21st show. Yeah. Well, Chris, who's up? Let's see. From Mud Awesome, I personally enjoyed Quantumania and Modoc was hilarious for me, but I do miss that feeling of hype, excitement I used to have during the Infinity Saga. I still haven't seen it. I, I taught. I work for a living, y'all. <laughs> I had to teach young minds last night, but you saw it. But I think that I think that he's making a good point in the sense that there isn't that anticipation. I mean, I, 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 in my own mind, each Marvel movie now is unto itself. I mean, I know we're supposed to be in the middle of the multiverse saga, and, and this was going to be this is kicking off Phase Five, and I really liked Kang, but I, I just felt that the character of Ant Man, as we've seen him in the MCU, was a little incongruous to the epic mm. fantasy craziness of the quantum realm and of course he has access to the quantum realm but i just felt it was like i've liked the grounded nature of the it's funny to say that about a guy who can shrink into the quantum realm but but i i liked the grounded nature of those stories and now it's gone full-on balls to the wall fantasy so it's a little weird but you know it's look it's still an enjoyable i certainly didn't hate it it's it it was an enjoyable time at the film the film the picture shows but i um uh yeah i i I, it was it was okay i didn't love it as much as i wanted to though i don't know well dr j happy 21st episode to my favorite show the weekly hero oh thank you dr j that's very nice look at that yeah i'm glad this is your favorite show i'm glad we could bring it back yeah i mean it was it was gone last well no it was only gone on what Wednesday? Last Wednesday when I had tummy ache. That's right. You were that's And then right. we had to shuffle because because Jerry Brockheimer. It's true. Jerry Brockheimer, which you will schedule. see on the Weekly Hero. Oh no, no, you won't see him on the Weekly Hero. <laughs> That'd be amazing. You'll see him on Designing Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that one. He's, you know. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. He talks about Top Gun Maverick. Okay. It's good. Sweet. It's good. I was honored to speak with him. Oh good. I was. From CJ Rebirth, one thing I really enjoy about Heath Ledger's Joker is that, combined with makeup, you can't even tell it's him because his voice is way different than his actual one. I, I agree. I think that that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and what's funny, I had a friend, my friend David Irwin, um, who worked, he worked for DC. He was on set with Heath Ledger, and um, I'd known him because I'd met him on Superman Returns. And he was trying to convey to me, without giving me spoilers, what it was like to see Heath Ledger perform live on set. And he said, it's, he was trying to convey to me that it was like nothing you could believe. Like you couldn't believe you're watching Heath Ledger. And I said, I don't know, man, when he was in Lords of Dogtown playing uh, Skip Engblom, I'm like that, that was a great voice and you wouldn't have expected to see it come out of him. But when I saw his, his Joker is just on another level. So good. So well done. Oh, that's the standard for me. Uh, From, uh, King Tannic, yay! We were just talking about you, dude, and how great your show is. Uh, ah, yes, my two favorite people I've never met. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of met Rob, but whatever. No question, just how are you guys? Love y'all. Also, Chris needs to be a guest on the Otaku Experience. Well, King Tannic, I might be able to arrange that yeah. for you. For what uh, King Tannic is referring to, he has on my channel, uh, currently called The Burnett Work, but it's going to be rebranded in April. Uh, King Tannic has started his own show that drops Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time called The Otaku Experience. So if you love anime, I have to say King Tannic is doing a fantastic job on the show. He talks about new Pokemon <gasps> this week. Um, 
big shakeup in the world of Pokemon. Yeah. But he talks about a lot of other things. Episode three went up this week of the Otaku Experience. Please go check it out. It's on my channel, The Burnett Work. Uh, go find that and go find King Tannic. Leave a leave a like, leave a subscribe, and also leave a comment for him and tell him how he's doing. Dude, I would love to be on the Otaku Experience. There you and go. King in Texas, right? He's mild stomping. He's grand. in Texas. Which part? Well, I, I don't need to say where you live. I'm not going to dox you online. Oh, my God. But there's so there's so many amazing anime dubbing houses in Texas, too. And I think people don't take that for uh, they don't understand that is that most of the shows you're watching, if they are dubs, are voiced by actors in Texas who are part of like the Houston theater scene or actors who are based in Dallas. And it's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go, everyone. Uh, by the way, quickly. thanks for the support, King Tannic. Yeah. Before we move on, I just wanted to say I actually had a chance to check out a little bit of the first episode. And congratulations, King Tanic, on your show. I don't know very much about anime, but you're so well-spoken and so knowledgeable. And I, I'm loving the show. And congratulations, this is the fourth episode? Third episode. Third episode. I, you know, I'm not good at math. But uh, congratulations and very exciting. Thanks, man. I'm happy to put it up there. Yeah. From Al Renshaw, although I want Knights of the Old Republic, I would prefer that to be a series, mainly because I want Darth Revan and his story arc fits series better. I could see that. I mean, look, I, I think everybody would love to see a, either a series. Or, look, a series would be great. I think Knights of the Old Republic might be a little expensive because you'd really have to. There's a lot that would have to be made because it's in a very different era than we've seen before. But I'd love to see it. But if they announced a trilogy of Knights of the Old Republic yeah. movies that were designed to have a beginning, a middle, and an end, that could be dope, too. I would love that. Me, too. For um, Kenneth Colton, with, uh, with time to think after watching Ant-Man Quantumania yesterday, I do think the MCU is losing its magic, and now I predict DC will take the reins after their reboot. They have a huge opportunity. Uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think that DC, that's what they wanted. I mean, that's why they're doing that. That's why David Zaslav swung his swang, swung his axe in the in the right direction and brought James Gunn and Peter Safran on board to do exactly that to create something from scratch. I mean, we'll see. I, I we've been we've been seeing a lot of superhero movies all the way back since 2000. This is we're year 23 into the comic book movie renaissance, and maybe, I mean, just maybe, comic books have. Comic book films are are reaching their saturation point. I don't know. As long as the characters and stories are good, what do you think? I mean, I'm here for whatever they do as long as it's good storytelling. Me too. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Flash. <laughs> I know you don't know it's real, <laughs> yeah, or if it's real. I'm just, I'm just so. Uh, I just want to see Keaton come back and say. I know that's the part I'm really excited about. I love every every time he says, "I'm Batman," an angel gets its wings. It's true. I love that man so much. Oh, my Batman forever. Al Renshaw, Pop-Tarts movie canceled? What happened to it? Well, of course, we broke the Batman, uh, the, the Batman, we broke the Pop-Tart movie news when we had a lovely Batman Beyond day um, talking about Jerry Seinfeld's Pop-Tarts movie. And that was the day we all learned about raw-dogging Pop-Tarts. But apparently it's been canceled. <laughs> Netflix, I know, had gotten the uh, rights to this. And I guess, is it not moving forward? I hadn't heard anything about it since like June. No, me neither. But, but you know, after seeing the Tetris movie trailer this week, mm. uh, which is about the origins of Tetris, why not a movie about the origins of Pop-Tarts? That's true. You know, it's not like get your, get your hand off my ego. It's a whole different thing well, with Pop-Tarts. Unfrosted. Do you, Pop -Tarts have, do you have a favorite Pop-Tart flavor? Yeah, I really like the s'mores one. And then I like um, strawberry. I grew up loving cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon's good. Cinnamon's a good breakfast pop tart. Cinnamon's good, but cinnamon's another flavor though that I think has to be heated. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, you know, there are like I think you can eat the s'mores, pop tarts unheated. Um, they're better heated. They're better heated. I prefer pop tarts heated because I like the gooey center. Yeah, same. Because you've got the hard plastic, the, the hard plastic, <laughs> the hard candy <laughs> shell, the, the, fr- the yeah. hard frosting shell stays hard. Mm-hmm. But it, you when you bite into it, some things it's don't. Magical. But it's good. Yeah. And I really like that gooey underneath. You know, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. But it's true. Some pop tarts you can eat uh, not. I feel heated. like you can't. Really? I feel like it's wrong. I don't want to eat a raw pop tart. Look at this. There's a. I didn't know that there's. Oh, wow, that's that does not look appetizing. Is that real? I hope to God it's. I hope this is real. It's this is your one k present, Tay. I'm gonna go find. Wow, it looks like it's gonna taste like algae. I don't know. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not down with that. But it's only 200 calories, so. Well, in that case. There's an upside. Oh, man. <laughs> From Jeffrey Lindenblatt sending a $20 super chat. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. That's so sweet. Friday night, why did have to be on a Friday? Okay, best issue number 21. Oh. Swamp Thing. The anatomy lesson. Okay, Jeffrey, that's a huge score. That is from the Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what is it? Is it John Totalbin? Uh, uh, that is... That's one of the great modern comic issues ever. 21. Dude. You know what? Jeffrey good job, coming Jeffrey. through with the numbers That's all a good the time. One. What else did he say about this one? So um, it could have been worse. The show could have been on a Saturday. Chris, have a good weekend. And Rob, have a good Shabbos from NYC. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yeah. Do you have big weekend plans? Do I have big weekend plans? Yeah. Uh, no. No. I, I have a lot of work to do in the yard. I have to build a tier and we're going to plant some things. I got to make sure my very pregnant dog, who's going to probably deliver. Do you know what I think we're going to do? What? We're going to set up a 24 hour puppy camp. Oh my oh. God. I will be glued to my screen. I'm going to be such a bad teacher this weekend. Tallulah, the Irish doodle, she's 50% Irish setter and 50% doodle, mm-hmm. has been uh, uh, impregnated by our standard poodle, but Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian got the job done. Oh, those and puppies are going to be gorgeous. They're going to be gorgeous and expensive. Yeah. Because we have to help uh, We have to help defray the costs yeah. of our lives. Um, that's understandable. But yeah. Look at that. Oh, look at oh. that. That That is, uh, that's Gilbert. And that is Tallulah in the background. That is mom. Tallulah Aww. back there. in the And Sebastian is um, a redhead. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a redhead and, and she's coppery colored. But how cute are those dogs going to be? They're adorable. Oh, my gosh. I love that our dogs are like the the complete opposites where you have these bigger, regal, beautiful dogs and mine are like electrocuted tiny Muppets who are just like, hey, I'm happy to be here. Like what? Hey. Yeah, meme that. Clip that out. Enjoy that, internet. All that double chin action that was happening. No. Mm-mm, she's so cute. Connor Thorne, do you guys think that Elseworlds movies will ever catch on at Marvel again? I think that could be very refreshing since the MCU is so convoluted now. Well, Technically, um, actually, I'm going to be one of those. <laughs> it's a what if Elseworlds is DC. Right. I'm going to be that person. But, I mean, we have season two of the series coming out. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I maybe. I mean, I, they haven't really made a, a what if movie. Yeah. You know, there hasn't been that. I mean, I guess the Multiverse of Madness has shown us what if scenarios. But 
I wouldn't mind seeing a what if movie. Yeah, I would love that. Honestly, I would like some things that aren't that don't have to be connected to this universe. Because we've talked about that with DC of before. I I didn't need those heroes to have any connection. I was totally cool having standalones. Same thing with Marvel, and I think that's been one of the problems in phase four too is i keep looking for the connections i'm charlie day doing my weird little map trying to figure out what it all means and then that sets me up for disappointment and am i doing it to myself yes but is there a reason why i'm doing it yeah you've promised me with the last 10 years of movies that all of it's connected man it's true you know my favorite what if comic is what if Conan the Barbarian was in the 20th century? Ooh, oh, you love a fish out of water with story. a with a cover by Bill Sienkiewicz. Mm-hmm. It's so with it. I mean, they couldn't do it because they don't have the rights to Conan anymore. No. But in the 70s, Marvel got the rights to many different literary characters, including mm-hmm. Tarzan and including, or maybe not Tarzan, but Edgar Rice Burroughs, John Carter, Warlord of Mars. That was a great comic. Ooh. Conan was a was a big one. Mm-hmm. So. Well, hopefully, they'll do those. From right. Zach Larson sending in a $20 super chat. Well, thanks, Thank Zach. Much, Zach. If DCU was ever to do a Martian Manhunter origin, what works better? Briefly touching on the White Martians and the destru- destruction of his planet or dedicating a whole movie to the tragic downfall of his planet and ending up on Earth? Ooh. That's a good question. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the whole story of, of look, allegorically to tell the story of a, of, of, a, of a civilization's folly and their destruction and downfall is kind of what, krypton's all about but to see mm-hmm. the whole but to see all of it could be interesting well and, and in the martians case too i mean it's a genocide right it has a very rwandan conflict feel to it yep of just two groups of people fighting each other to the death i think it's always interesting when we learn more about john's backstory as time goes by especially because there's certain things like i I don't care what John Campia says. Martian Manhunter is awesome. Martian Manhunter rules. And having fire be one of his weaknesses, but then also seeing the psychological toll it takes on him when he's around it, I think is a really, really interesting device. And it does such great storytelling when you have that, you know, juxtaposed with those flashbacks of his family being taken from him and everything. So I think maybe for me, my knee-jerk reaction is the, we pepper in some stuff about like, he's a very alone man living in solitude on this planet we get a few things peppered in and then we learn more and more about the atrocities yeah but i agree and i love the white martians as villains i've always loved oh, them they're great and their design is always so nutso butso it's so yep. creepy and they got to bring in i said it earlier on the show but uh uh gem some son of saturn yeah. i love that i love that comic oh. 12 issues well, no one knows about that no in the chat everyone was like what yeah, like the holograms. No, no, not gem in the holograms. Yeah. check that out. Son of Saturn, because mm-hmm. they're like he's like an off. He's red. He's like the Martian Manhunter, but red. Yeah, mm. a redhead. Well, a, literally a redhead. Yeah, but bald. Yeah. <laughs> From Corey R, my office is getting all movie posters. So far, I have La La Land, Social Network, Scott Pilgrim, Sandlot, Pulp Fiction. Any recommendations to add? Well, what do you like? Yeah, I mean, the thing about all those is that a lot of those are photographic posters. What you need is a great piece of art, like when they did painted artwork. Mm -hmm. You know, those Star Trek, Star Wars, Back to the Future, the first Back to the Future (gasps) one sheet's great. gorgeous. With Marty looking at the, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Get a Drew Struzan. Look up Drew Struzan. Find your favorite Drew Struzan poster and go get that. Well said, R&B. I'm looking at them right now. They're pretty nice. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Drew yeah, Struzan. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, treat yourself. <laughs> Fill that cart. <laughs> Zach Larson, Batman, Be- Batman Beyond Return of the Joker Elseworlds film. 
I mean, we could. Really? I, the, the, I I would just rather. I mean, what is it? The new the one uh, the new Batman Beyond comic. <gasps> Neo Year. Neo Year. Yeah. Wow, I keep wanting to say one. Uh, Neo Year. That's the stuff. That's what I want to see. That's what I. That's see, my yeah. dream project is the Batman Beyond Neo Year comic. It's so only because funny. I think it has. The thing about having a Batman Beyond movie is you want a Joker. I guess. I mean, the Joker to me always will belong to current day Batman. Yeah. And even though they did that, they made that Batman Beyond movie. I would like to see a Batman Beyond movie that embraces the future that Batman Beyond exists mm-hmm. in. If that makes any sense. No, I get that. And I, Neo Year is so has a great, so great antagonist. Like Return of the Joker is great because it also does kind of fill in a few gaps as yes. well narratively of what happens with Batman and you know his 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 pupils, his adoptive sons, if you will. And I think though Neo Year really one is just very cinematic in its nature it touches on a lot of things that i think people currently are wary of it deals a lot with ai's involvement in our day-to-day lives and i think it's a really interesting exploration at looking at how someone's reliance on that and an entire civilization's reliance on that can be very scary and and not entirely in a terminator kind of way right of having like the the robots rise up but having a very very sophisticated intelligence system controlling and manipulating society i think is very very fascinating 100 yeah. percent. it's really cool i think it'd make a great movie oh yeah i'd love it james gunn callous get david fincher to make it <gasps> oh so good so awesome eddie better stunt double there is a certain comic panel that i've been wanting to see on screen for years now and we got to see it with the last scene of that first post credit in quantum mania okay i won't tell you what it is but you're right that was very cool that's exciting. Very cool, and and they did recreate a certain, like if you were to write it, if you were to like do a Google search for this, uh-huh. you would get it. Oh, nice. You would get, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people are waiting for. You know, I had to bring it in this I episode. I mean, it's funny. I've 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 loved that, but not you know for a comic panel. <laughs> From Dr. J, sending in a $35 super chat. Dr. J. Dr. J, thank you what? so very much. Thank oh you. my God. Well, modern MCU reminds me of that life of the party person who falls into a controlling relationship and then loses their mojo. <laughs> they still make you smile occasionally, but their dead eyes give them away. Disney feels like pre Zaslav Warner Bros. Ooh. Wow. That's, Damn, you know what, though? Jay? I love that. What a, what a great metaphoric yeah uh, what that's really that's how thing is i know exactly what you mean dr j i know exactly i need to see this over the weekend so i can you know really ring in but i understand people getting a little a little disheartened with marvel over the past few films i know i have but they've it's a a, a quantum mania is the 31st mcu movie Mm -hmm. 31 what other franchise has 31 movies there's nothing not remotely it's close to that in the last 50 years the land before time films well, as close as you get. It's true, but they didn't yeah. all get a theatrical release. No, they didn't, which was a damn shame. But it's true. Gosh, they ruined me. Land Before Time 32, and then you bring up that pink picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> just kidding. Well, thank you again, Dr. J. That was really, really generous of you. We appreciate you. The Vector Cave. Rob, have you seen Rawhead Rex? Of course. B-horror movie, but I love it. Also, the most badass movie poster of all looks like an Iron Maiden album cover. What it's also this? coming out on 4K. Rawhead, Rawhead Rex, there you go. Rawhead Rex Whoa. is a, uh, it's based on a Clive Barker story. The movie, oh, see there, you can see it now. Uh, the movie is not so wonderful. 
I mean, I understand when you say it's a B horror movie, it truly is a B horror movie. I don't think it lives up to Clive Barker's original story because he didn't have the money to do it correctly, mm. really. But I've heard it's being remade. I believe Rawhead Rex is getting a remake. Oh, dang. I'm all there for that. I'm all in on the Rawhead Rex remake. Bring it on. Sweet. Love it. Chris Fields, I wanted to thank you. After hearing you talk about Batman The Long Halloween, I got the deluxe hardcover edition from Cheap Graphic Novels. First comic I've bought in over 30 years. Chris, wow. that is awesome. That is so good. Oh. And you went to Cheap Graphic Novels and got it. By the way, just because it's called Cheap Graphic Novels, they've got great prices, but they pack those. You know, I bought graphic novels from Amazon, heavy graphic novels, and sometimes the sides come dented or the corners come dented. Cheap graphic novels, you can be rest assured, even if you buy 10 at once, the way they pack their books, and they don't sponsor this channel, so don't think I'm, you know, I'm not shilling for them, but I am a huge fan of cheap graphic novels because they do a fantastic job of making sure you get your books in the best shape possible. Could you imagine how much money we would have if the things we liked actually paid us? Oh, it'd be fantastic. It'd be so great. I, I love you guys. I don't think I'd ever come back here. I'd be good. I'd be like, I've said so many nice things. You know, I'm done. It's funny. On my Let's Get Physical Media show, I got contacted by Kino Lorber, which is kind of a boutique label. And they, they said they really liked the show and they wanted to start sending us discs. Mm -hmm. So Matt at Kino Lorber, I mean, he'll never see this, but Matt at Kino Lorber has been sending me 4K discs. Oh. And it's so cool. And uh, he's got To Live and Die in L.A. coming out on May 30th. And uh, I am so excited. Kino Lorber, God, I love you guys. That's nice. That's great. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the show. but That's okay. I'm excited hey, for you. I know, right? That's great. It's the only free swag I get. That's fantastic. And I'm I, perfectly willing to shill for Kino Lorber. I really like Muppets and pasta. I don't know. You guys can send me that stuff. Get me crates of Cascatelli. There you go. All right. Okay. I tried. <laughs> You so, never know. Maybe. What's going to wind up on our Dan doorstep. Dan from the Sporkful. <laughs> Give me Cascatelli for free. Eddie Vedder stunt double once again. I believe that the bangles used by Ms. Marvel once belonged to the Kang variant Rama Tut. In many of the comics that feature him, he's shown to be wearing bangle-esque bands around his wrists. I would not be surprised if that's the case at all, that those are Rama Tut's bands. That'd I would be really cool. I think it'd be really cool. I hope they are. Because you know what? Going back into ancient Egypt worked out so well for X-Men Apocalypse. No, I'm just kidding. It did. Oh, my God. I like that movie a lot more than a lot of other people do. I, I, I loved Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. I thought he was great. He, he, was the, he was what David Harbour was to Hellboy. That's right. He was a shining light in that movie that was not so good. You, you know what, though? I like the only thing wrong with Apocalypse for me is the end, the mm. climax, because Magneto is just kind of sitting there not with not much to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I would like to have seen that. I like the, uh, if you watch that movie, the first half is actually quite good. All the way up till Quicksilver rescues the people from the mansion, which yeah. is a great set piece. It's such a good scene. But they, and then it, the ending. I know, Brian, I'm sorry. I was there for the final sound mix. I know. It's not, it's not so good, in my opinion. It's a lot better than Dark Phoenix, though. It's very true. Woof. Oh my All gosh. Right. I saw Dark Phoenix at the Chinese theater on my birthday the year it came out. Did it ruin your birthday? Yeah, I was bummed. Aww. It's okay. I was looking so forward to that. Jessica Chastain is an alien. I know. That's like my dream. W Ugh. Such a bad movie. It was a shame. From Daniel Padilla. What are the chances instead of Bale, we see Joseph Gordon-Levitt cameo in Flash? 
Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy does end with Joseph, uh, the JGL inheriting the cowl. Uh, that wouldn't have, suck. It wouldn't suck, but I don't know if it would have the same payoff. No, but I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. I have a hot toy of Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Dark Knight Rises. Really? Yeah. He comes in a two-pack with of Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon and the bat signal. Ooh. That works. Is it just him in like a suit and a tie? Co- he's in a cop outfit. Oh, okay. He's as a cop. Okay. I'm like, you get one dude in a suit and tie and mm-hmm. a jacket. That's Gary Oldman. And then mm-hmm. you get a cop figure. Oh. And it was $500. Jesus. I know. That's too much money. Way too much. But I bought it. They got my money. Did it bring you joy? It still brings me joy. Oh, well, then good. It comes with a remote control to turn on the bat signal. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. Right, I like that. <laughs> From Raymond Reddington, do you think with Marvel cutting down on projects per year, the MCU projects will be delayed? Or will some projects be canceled? I don't think they're going to cancel anything that's been announced. I think they're just going to be delayed. Delayed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. But I. again, I don't know. I'm still, I can't wait. I'm deliriously excited for Secret Invasion. And where is it? They right? haven't announced a date on Secret Invasion. They d- released a trailer, what, six months ago? Yeah. I've read the scripts, and uh, I was really excited about that show. Yeah, oh, I read that. Oh. Well, you showed me one page. Oh, I got to send it. I keep forgetting. They're on my computer. I Wait, Rob, you you're like going to be the one sending the scripts? I can send it to you. Oh. Okay. No one can stop me. Well, Rob, well, okay. the script sender. Mm-hmm. Should anyone else send you their scripts? No. No? Okay. Not sure? unless you've got something I really want to read. What do you want to read? Well, how would they know that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it means it means it's not a script they've written that I really want to read. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, no. I mean, wow. no, I'm just kidding. I just, but I can't. I, I, I legally, I cannot read anyone's scripts unless you sign a release form, mm. which you'd have to get from me, and I won't send them. Whoa! No, it's just I can't. What a I have too too much to do already. I can't That's reading true. people's scripts, and they get oh, mad with reading my script. You a busy man. Yeah. Rob By the way, there is got to do stuff for me. <laughs> there is a great article, Taylor. If you can find this article, it's it's by Josh Olson and it's I will not read your fucking script. And it was originally printed in the Village Voice. Now, I think I've read part of this. Uh it's a great article. You can't find the original Village Voice. The comments section was one of my favorite comment sections of anything I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can still find the article anywhere, but if it's there, I uh, would. There you yeah. go. There we go. Josh Olson, September 9th, 2009, 14 years ago. Well, 13 and a half. It's still a banger. Uh, oh, man. So I read the thing and it hurt, man. It really hurt. Mm-hmm. I was dying to find something positive to say and there was nothing. <laughs> Ouch. But but I don't I don't say this to be glib or anything. I say this because there's a lot of great advice when it comes to people who write things and how they should approach people they want to read what they've written. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> Thank you for that, Taylor. Anytime. I hope everyone's not mad at me. No, the, the live chat, they're doing chat, G, what is it, chat GDP? Chat GPT. GPT. There, yeah, that's what you're going to get now. There <laughs> you go. The that's right. Uh, scripts. From Nimbang. Do you think Ant-Man would have been better if they did the boys move? Congrats, Taylor. Aw, thank you. If they had blown up Thanos or some or Kang from his butt, yes, would it have been better that way? I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think that the Mad Titan would have been uh, destroyed by Scott Lang expanding in his ass? I don't think so. I don't either. I don't. I don't necessarily think Thanos. I don't think that would have hurt him. No. And Scott Lang. He's traversed the universe, and he hasn't had something in his tush. Mm, get out of here. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. Oh, there's, boy. There's I wish a lot I of joy that. to be had there. Too right. I wish I had my pee. Oh, I do have it still, Chris. <laughs> I like too right as a response. <laughs> oh, boy. From AK. Chances that one of Peacemaker's helmets does invisibility in Waller or season two of PM. It would just be so stupidly poetic that uh, with Cena. I can't, I want it. Uh, Why not? We couldn't see him. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Maybe. Could maybe be. That's what would happen. I no, I put nothing past James Gunn. Yeah. Invisibility peacemaker helmet. Bring it on. Yes, sir. Here for it. From Bat Shark Repellent. I'm from Italy, and two of our famous comics are Diabolic and Dylan Dog. Have you heard of them? Highly recommend. Oh, highly recommend both if you can find English copies. Okay, Bat Shark Repellent. Uh, my man Brandon, Brandon Ralph was in the Dylan Dog, the last Dylan Dog movie. There have been two Dylan Dog movies. Ooh. There has been one with Brandon Ralph. It was called Dylan Dog. And the other was called uh, De La Morte, De La More, Cemetery Man with Rupert Everett. Mm-hmm. And Diabolic. Okay, first of all, there's a new, I did not know this, but uh, in America we have a film called Danger Diabolic that was actually just called Diabolic. Uh Directed by the great Italian filmmaker Mario Bava, who started out as a cinematographer and later went on to make movies like Mask of the Demon, a.k.a. Black Sunday, Bay of Blood. But Diabolic with John Philip Law is so awesome. By the way, uh, you might know Diabolic from the Sabotage Beastie Boys music video where they did a riff on it. Oh. And um, I love Diabolic, but apparently there is a new Diabolic film that's come out in the last couple of years that I keep meaning to order from Amazon Italy, but I, I keep forgetting. So both Dylan Dog and Diabolic are comics that have been made into movies. So watch them. And then there's other movies like Modesty Blaze, which isn't, and then um, it's not uh, Barbarella. I love Barbarella. I know it, Diabol- Diabolic and Barbarella are great because John Philip Law is Diabolic in the movie Diabolic and plays Pygar the Angel in Barbarella. <gasps> oh, cool! So there you go, kids. Okay. People are looking at me going, "What?" It's so good. I love him. And remember, Barbarella is where the name Duran Duran came from. Doctor Doctor Duran. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, man. See, we're just a font of information here mm-hmm. on the John Campia channel. Always learning. Always it's learning. True. From Jake, do you think Hollywood will bring back the creature feature horror films like the Anaconda franchise? I you hope. Know, I, I love, well, we saw it, if you want to see uh, Crawl. Did you see Crawl? No. Crawl is an incredible movie. It, it's like set in Louisiana after a typhoon, mm-hmm. and it's this town gets flooded. These people have to get out of a house, and it's full of alligators or crocodiles. <gasps> Crawl is great. If you want to see a great creature feature, but I think mm-hmm. that Sci-Fi Channel sort of tainted. The thing about Crawl, yes, this movie is awesome Mm -hmm. it's so good and if you haven't seen it uh talk about a creature feature uh man against nature this movie is brilliantly made and i i want to say that alexander aja directed it i'm not sure let me see if i can find um it's really yes did he correct Mm -hmm. he directed the remake of uh hills have eyes and you this you would love it I wouldn't. No, I. You I know wouldn't. I wouldn't. The fact that you just said Hills had eyes and me loving something in the same sentence. I know you're a liar. It's really good though. 
It's really, really. If you guys haven't seen Crawl, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's really fun, Chris. I think it's you would like really it. It's really good. Do you think I'd like it, Taylor, or do you just want me to watch it with you? No, I think you would things. like it because um, watch it it's, it's not really scary. It's Unless you're afraid of alligators or drowning or water or spooky things like that. Um, no. <laughs> no, it's more would... of an action thriller. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's really, it's very suspenseful. I don't drowning think there's any eye violence. terrible way to die, but you know what would be worse? Uh-oh. Eaten by an alligator. Being deep fried. Uh, oh, yes. You've thought I think about this a lot. About that? Wait, yeah. Now, being deep fried would be the worst way to die because you're like drowning and being burned from the inside out and everything at the same time. You know, that just gives me an idea. We should make a John Campion Channel <laughs> movie about a killer who deep fries their victims and eats them. Mm-hmm. Pickle my foot. Serves them. Pickle my foot. Pickle my foot. So it's a combination of, of Motel Hell. Have you ever seen Motel Hell? No. It takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. You've never seen Motel Hell, 1980? In what world? Okay, you gotta see if you guys, if you kids haven't seen Motel Hell, mm-hmm. um, you gotta see it. You gotta see Motel Hell. So he cooks passersby that stay at the hotel. He, mm-hmm. It's awesome because he buries them in the ground and uh-huh. only leaves their heads up and covers their heads in a in a what are those brown you know those bags uh, like uh, burlap potato sack. burlap sacks. Uh-huh. So he's got like a whole a whole like a flower garden of people and they're it's, like, it's great. If you guys haven't seen Motel Hell, one, why haven't you? And two, you know what you're doing this weekend. Come on now. No, absolutely not. Yes, you are. Mm-mm, I'm gonna mm. go back to Fraggle Rock on that HBO was one of my Max. favorite. That was one of my favorite. I saw a double when I first saw uh, Motel Hell. Away. I saw it at the drive-in, and it was the first time I saw a David Cronenberg movie, which was They Came From Within. That's how I fell in love with David Cronenberg. Thank you, Bud Warner, for taking me. I was Aww. 13. Way to go, Bud. That's summer. Barum. <laughs> Eddie Vedder stunt double. Do you think we'll ever find out who officially saved Grogu during Order 66 and how he got out? Also, I want to see flashbacks of the Mando Jedi War. I think yes to both of those. Yeah. I think we're going to see probably that this season. It wouldn't surprise me. I think so too, because we already have him somewhat understanding a little bit more of what happened on that day, coming to terms with his past. I'm, I'm sure we'll get more of that. It's true. From a Sith Lord. Foul language in the MCU. Where is Cap when we need him? Yes, sign me up. But honestly, I really thought we were already granted the hard R. But glad it's set in stone. Oh, yeah. Bring on the filthy baby. I assume this is about Deadpool. I think so. Yeah. Damn, I can't wait to see an R-rated Deadpool I'm in the so MCU. excited. I'm really excited about it. But again, I don't understand where it was like, well, it's been confirmed. Has it been did I miss that? I was just like, yeah, I know. It's a rated R Deadpool movie like the others. Well, you had to hear it come out of Kevin Feige's mouth. Yeah. You know, I suppose. Because it, it, he's the big grand poobah. Yeah. And I'm sure Bob Iger being back too probably gave it a little pause too because yeah. we all know Papa Iger does not like the non family friendly aesthetic. No, no. And that I think is is his one flaw. I agree. Yeah. He's still a handsome man. Gosh, you're gorgeous, Bobby. All right. From Kevin Fraser. Chris, love you to bits. Oh, well, thank you, Kevin. You've taught me more about voice acting than I ever thought I needed to know. Gratitude. Rob, I brought I bought my first figure because of you. Black Panther standing on bass. Well, Kevin, that face. sounds like a great figure yeah. to have bought because, you know, that's, that's a grand tableau. And to have that up on your shelf or wherever you have it, kudos to you. That's a great first figure. Mm-hmm. And it's important because you bought the figure you wanted to buy, not a figure you thought you were supposed to buy. Yeah. Collect what you love. Absolutely. That's great advice. I love that. It's not actually my advice. It's from a different six-scale YouTuber. Oh. Well. Named Jetta Patrol. Hey, good job you. 
And from King Tannic, some more support. Thank you, King Tannic. Thanks, buddy. Nice and remember, for those of you who might like anime, mm -hmm. King Tannic's show, The Otaku Experience, you can find on my YouTube channel, The Burnett Work. He just dropped episode three yesterday. Check it out. He's a great YouTuber. He's soon to be your favorite. Like, subscribe, go to The Burnett Work, find King Tannic's The Otaku Experience, put down a comment, show your love for the man. He's going places. Mm hmm I love that. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for being here on this, our 21st issue of The Weekly Hero. We cannot do these without you and your support. Thank you for all of your super chats. Thank you for talking to us about comics and video games and all sorts of cool stuff. We absolutely adore you. Rob, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me drinking mm -hmm. at a bar near you. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. You can find my show, Rob Observations, on my channel, The Burnett Work, where you can find King Tannix, The Otaku Experience. You'll find me there tonight on Midnight Musings with Lael Rockwell, the one-six scale man, and Positive Fandom. And you'll, I know you'll tune in and find out what that's all about. That and then awesome. uh, come join me. Or find me on Instagram at RM Burnett or find me on Twitter at Burnett RM. Sweet. Taylor Gonzalez, where can people find you? Ooh, people can find me at my uh, Instagram, at my Twitter, and at my YouTube channel where I just hit 1,000 subscribers. Bing, bing, bing. 50 Shades of Tay. Here wow. is my logo. It's so beautiful. And by the way, during this show, I just got the first proof of some new art that is going to be going up for my channel. So I'm very excited for everyone to see for that. I just texted to you, Chris. Tanya LaHue. Yes, from our friend Tanya. It's oh, it's so cute. I almost started crying when she sent me the picture right Her now. Her name's really LaHue? Yeah. So adorable. Does Horton LaHue? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Scott's wife's last name is LaHue? Yeah, she's Tanya LaHue from Canada. LaHue. That's the greatest name I've ever Who heard. Who truly, she is. She is truly the best Canadian kid I've ever met. Well, she was the one that the left kindest, me the message saying that Jay Scott and I should be best friends. Yeah, I adore her. I didn't know her last name was LaHue. LaHue. Isn't that great? Jay Scott Campbell and Tanya LaHue. Right? That's like the greatest couple thing it's ever. It's the best power couple of all time. They're amazing. And her heart, her art is outstanding. It's some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. I just love that her I can't get over it. Tanya LaHue. I know. LaHue. I know. She's a story character. I love it. She's wow. a fairy tale. She even talks like a story character. I know. She does. I she can't got wait that to great meet ASMR voice. Yeah. Yeah. Or another kind of voice. Easy well, speaking Robert. of voices. What? I don't even know her. <laughs> speaking of voices, Chris, where can people find you and your voice over studio? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Well, this Saturday, I'm actually doing a intro to VO boot camp. It is full, but I'm going to see so many of you Campia fans there. So thank you so much for signing up. I'm really excited. Um, if you want to work with me on voiceover or if you want to work with my husband on dialects, cut your demo, learn more about the industry, that sort of thing. You can always head over to my company's website, website speakfriendstudio.com. Um, there it is. I built this website too, and I'm very proud of it. I think it's very pretty and intuitive. Um, let me know if you ever have questions about voiceover. I'd be happy to help you. We also have these great little Samwise uh, specials. So if you are brand new to voiceover, it's a great way to jump in for just 45 bucks to see if you want to pursue this. You get an hour with me where we talk about your voiceover journey and if you uh, want to work on anything specific. How do you pronounce out. Logan's last name? Pete's. Pete's. It yeah. is Pete's. Okay. But like... Uh, Chris Peets is such a bad name, though, right? Chris, no, Chris Carr is better. Yeah, Chris Carr is a great name. And great then name. he, my mom wanted us to both take her maiden name and be McCullough because my, my uncle doesn't have kids. And so oh. she wanted us to be Chris McCullough and Logan McCullough. Your and mom we, wanted to pawn you off on her, your uncle? 
No, she wanted us to take the name. <laughs> That's weird. It's not like House of the Dragon, Robert. That's she just true. Wanted okay, to you're keep, right. You're right. She wanted to keep the McCullough name alive because then our other cousins have all had girls who have taken their husband's last but names. Chris Carr is too cool to Chris give Carr up. Chris Carr is the best name ever. You can't ever. give up. Yeah. My dad's very proud that I'm keeping the car name. And Logan Pete's is a cool name, too. Logan Pete's is a great name, and there's no other Logan Pete's. He didn't have to fight at, at the union yeah. like I did. That's good, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, guys, with that, we're out of here for the weekend. Be great, be wonderful, be kind to each other, and stay safe out there. And watch Star Trek Picard Season 3. I can't believe I'm actually telling you to do this because it's great, especially if you're an old-school, next-generation fan. And no, you don't have to see Picard Seasons 1 and 2. Bye. (laughs)